This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples. Boxing talk. It's Tuesday, and as ever, we get stuck into the Merseyside boxing scene. This is Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Hope you are well. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to us online, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. There's a lot coming up this week as we build up towards a couple of world title fights that I've no doubt you've got an awful lot of interest in. Whether you are a scouser and based here in Liverpool, or you have uh, affections further afield. There's an absolute monstrous rematch happening over in the States, of which we're going to be talking about uh, on our Fight Disciples boxing podcast uh, tomorrow, of which you'll be able to get via our feed, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can also get us at fightdisciples.com. We'll start, seeing as that this show is catering towards the Merseyside fight scene, um, pointing towards a world title fight with one of our own this weekend. You'll be able to hear a full-length interview that we did with Paul Smith Jr. on fightdisciples.com. It's up there now. You can have a little bit of a nose. He talks about acting, blocking Twitter trolls, and, of course, this unexpected shot this weekend. Uh, but I think it's only fair that we have a little bit of a chat before you hear uh, bits from Paul um, on this fight this weekend against Tyron Zuger. Uh, hopefully, third time of asking, Paul's going to become the WBA super middleweight champion. Now, everybody's got an opinion on the WBA and all these different champions in different weight categories. But at the end of the day, a world title is a world title. If it's presented to you, you take it. It's irrelevant how that opportunity comes your way. You grab it with both hands and hopefully uh, make your dreams come true, which Paul will hopefully be doing uh, this weekend. He's been unlucky, if we're honest, Nick, in the past. He's been to Germany, in my opinion. Twice. Well, in the first fight, in my opinion, he won it. Second fight, he was outclassed. I thought he was underestimated maybe in the first fight, which maybe played into his advantage. Yep. I'm anticipating that he's going to be uh, uh, underestimated again this weekend. Well, he's been handpicked, let's, let's be honest. Let's make that clear. You know. He says that himself. Yeah, Tyron Zuger's team, uh, the, the Sauerlands, they know that Tyron Zuger needs to build his profile. He's the newly crowned WBA champion. He's the you know seen by many as the future of, of German boxing in this super mid- middleweight division where the Germans have done so well for the last few years. You know They, they really want to you know get a champion back on the map at 12 stone and uh, they see Tyron Zuger as being the future in, in that regard. So what, they, what they've done here is quite... Cunning, really, because they've gone, they've 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 come to Paul Smith and they've said, right, okay, you, German people know who you are. You fought Arthur Abram twice uh, on German soil. German TV know who you are. We don't have to give you a big sell. The other great thing is that 
Tyrone Zuger fans, or even just German fight fans in general, can draw a very easy direct comparison. You know, Paul Smith went the distance with Arthur Habram twice on mm. two occasions, mm-hmm. uh, lost what should have been a split decision the first time around. Very, very close fight. Uh, second time around, as you just say, Arthur Abram was, uh, you know, it was a different different fight the second time around. But the German fans can, can draw a direct comparison if... Tyron Zuger can do a number on Paul Smith and maybe even finish him, mm. then it helps the promoters go, well, this guy's the future. You, you've seen him against Arthur Abram. He couldn't stop him, but this guy did. This guy's going, you know, and they can build up on the profile of Paul Smith. Obviously, the opportunity that Paul's got is that he goes there as a guy that's being brought in to lose. And with that, he's got absolutely no expectations on his shoulders. So hopefully, fingers crossed, third time lucky. Uh, un- listen, underest Paul Smith at your peril because mm. the guy's got a left hook body shot to die for. Mm. It's going to be interesting uh, this weekend to see how this plays out. Um, and in that chat that I had with him, we talked about Germany. He's been there before. We talked about, obviously, the last chance saloons. We talked about many, many things which you could get in full, if you wish, on our website, fightdisciples.com. But I just want to uh, let you hear from him on the unexpected shot because he does get a bit of a bashing on Twitter. Um, and he responds to quite a lot of it. That's probably why he gets a lot more of a bashing because people can see him rise, so he gets it. He gets amongst it. Um, but one of the things that uh, we spoke about was this unexpected shot um, for this world title. Some say that he deserves it. Some says that he doesn't deserve it. Here's his take on it um, in our conversation that you can hear on our website, fightdisciples.com. Germany again, my friend. You're going to get residency out I know, there. I know. It's, it's again, it's a double-edged sword. You know, people having to go back to the social media stuff. Well, let's that. talk about that. Have right? you got this world title fight? I, I haven't, you know, I've boxed in Germany twice against one of their best fighters in Arthur Abraham. And I've, I felt I beat him the first time. It was a close fight. And they know who I am now. So this Tyrone Zoyga, the, the, the lad I'm fighting, he's a young world champion. Mm-hmm. He needs a test. He needs a defence. It's a voluntary defence. And he's chosen me. So I don't have to be sold to the German public because they know who I am. I don't have to be sold to the German boxing fraternity or German TV station because they've had me on the station twice before. They know who I am. And it's a voluntary fight. So if, when I win this belt, I'm going to have a voluntary defence as well. And all the people may not have heard of him and they may say he doesn't deserve the fight, but he's going to get the fight mm. because I want to fight him. Now, Tyrone Zoyga and Silence, the promoters, want me to fight over there against him. What am I meant to do? Say no. I don't deserve it. Sorry, give it to them. Give it to the lad who's number four in the rankings instead of me who's number five. I've got a bit of stick over the rankings as well because the WBA put me in at number five in the world and I wasn't in the ones the month before. Um, and, you know, they don't understand how the, how the rankings were. I fought for the WBO title. So when I fought for the WBO title, I went out of every other rankings because that's what happens. My brother Callum's mandatory for the WBC title. So the minute he, he gets that fight, he'll be out of all the other rankings. Now, that's not to say he's not good enough to be in them. That's how governing bodies work. And if you win a European title, an EBU belt, you instantly become top 10 mm-hmm. in the WBC because it's a WBC belt. Again, not many people know that, but that's how it works. A British title and a Commonwealth title will put you higher in the WBC rankings than it will in any of the others. Certain promoters have allegiances to certain organisations, yep. WBO, W. Again, all stuff that, people behind the scenes won't really see. So for me to fight for that title, I have to be top 15. Now, they've known that I've been good enough to be top 15, but they've not, they haven't put me in them because I've never asked. My manager's never lobbied and my promoter's never lobbied. Every year they have a convention and that's what it's for. The promoters go there and they hand flyers out of fighters 
with the pitch you're on, with the records on, which, with what the plans are going to be. Please put him in your rankings. We want to be we want to be eligible to fight for your title instead of the WBO or the WC or whatever it is. And that's how they work. And then the ratings committee sit round and say, right, where can we put him? Is he better than him? Is he better than him? Now people might be saying I'm a bit high in the rankings. I'm, I think I'm above Abraham, who obviously beat me, and he did. He beat me fair and square in the second fight, but I believe I beat him in the first fight. So a couple of places here and there doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me if I was 15, as mm. long as I'm in the rankings and I can have this title fight. It's done. Now, the WBA decided to put me there, but I get backlash for that. And then I said, again, it's like one of the fellas who who, who are having a go. Say he works on a building site. Say yourself. Say you're in here and all the other DJs in here. And the, your boss pulls you in and says, right, Adam, I need you to work 12-hour days, 14-hour days, non-stop for 12 weeks. And I'm going to give you two week, two years' wages, but I need you to really graft. You know, no breaks, no nothing. You need to work as hard as you can. Are you going to say I don't deserve it. Sorry, that DJ giving me. You know, it, it's it's a no-brainer. Of course, I've got kids, a mortgage, bills, and I want to be world champion. I've been offered a world title fight, and there's not a chance on earth that I'm saying no to it. To be fair, I think that's actually fair comment. If you listen to the whole of that interview in context, it comes across really, really yeah, well. Great well. interview. And, great interview. And he's honest. Yeah. And I think that's what made me like him even more listening to him speaking about the honesty this is why I am the way I am on Twitter yeah. this is my ambitions away from the world of boxing and he's he's a realist he understands that end of the day his recent record might not necessarily warrant a, a world title shot but if a world title shot's going to be smacked on your table as you just explained right at the start of this show as to the reasons why he is the person that has got this world title shot you're mm-hmm. not going to turn it down are you? Of course not no of course you got not. mouths to feed at the Smith household let's get well, exactly, on with it Exactly you know and uh, you know you can say all you like, but yes, he does deserve it. Yes, he does. He has paid his dues. You know, he has been to Germany twice before, and maybe this will be his last opportunity. But, you know, you can't deny the fact that Paul Smith and the career that he's had doesn't deserve one last go, one last shot, because he's come so close before. And, you know what? Timing's everything in life, you know. And if, for me, the big difficulty right now is, and, and I, you know, we, we didn't, men- you don't mention it in the interview with Paul, but, uh, you know, the big, my biggest concern right now is making weight because Paul hasn't made weight in two and a half years since mm. he fought Arthur Abram second time for the fight. He hasn't made 12 stone in a while. That's, that's my concern as a fight fan. Will Paul make weight on Friday? If Paul makes weight on Friday, sensational. Game on because there's absolutely nothing to lose in this fight for him and everything to gain. And we talked about it on last week's show. Listen, if he's if he's handling Callum in the gym, if mm. he's got Callum as somebody to work off and someone to aspire towards, Callum Smith is head and shoulders above Tyron Zuga. So if he's got a game plan that he's built, that it means he can handle Callum. Boy, he can definitely handle this German kid. Mm. We we speak about weight quite a lot on this particular show, and uh, even though it wasn't in the interview as we were leaving the studio and what have you, we did have a little bit of a chat about weight. And he explained to me how he goes about making those last few pounds, very similar to uh, how MMA fighters go about doing it, yep. cutting quite drastically over uh, uh, the last 48 hours, 24 hours. Yep. Um, now, we had Darren Till on our show last week, didn't we? On our UFC show, a scouser who's doing extremely well in the UFC, who miss, who miss weight for his uh, UFC fight. And he explained, listen, his body just didn't want to give up the weight mm-hmm. because he hadn't made weight over a long, long period so of time. Long. His body was just holding on to that excess fat or an excess uh, water and all these things because it was like a crash course, a surprise to the body. Yeah, Paul's in danger of that at the weekend because, like you say, he hasn't made weight for such a long period of time. Yeah, I hope his body 
lets him do it. I hope his body yeah. allows him to make weight. I just hope his body doesn't shut down on him and go, hang on a minute, sunshine. Yeah. I We've need this. Done this in a while. And I need this to keep out of, you know what I mean? And, and that's know, the danger. Exactly. And, you know, to be fair to Paul as well, you know, he's, he's 34 now. When you're 24, it's a lot easier. To, to get them extra pounds off, you know yourself. You know, once once you saying? once you hit your thirties, it's hard to get rid of I'm that much bit of timber. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you know, and but listen, they'll 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 taken all this in in. Oh, absolutely. You know, they'll have, they'll and I'll be honest with you. Before, you know, I'll be honest with you. In um, away from when he's out of season, Paul, um, I've seen him a lot bigger than where he is at right at this moment in time. And yeah. being next to him, he looks in mint condition. I know that they've got. The top facilities at Gallagher's gym, people think that we're biased towards it, but if you go and watch what they do, they've got um, the right nutrition people in there. It's like a one-stop shop. You go there, here's your food, you go to this gym, this is where your downtime is, you train, these are the times. Okay, certain fighters are trusted to do X, Y, and Z, but there's no more more professional fighters than the Smith brothers. And they're they're doing everything right. It won't be through neglect or unprofessionality. No. As to why he misses on no, Friday. If it, he does miss, and he it, might not miss. Hopefully he's, he doesn't. He's, he's looking unbelievable. Please, please, please let him make weight because, you know, we don't want that to let him down at this stage because that would send him into the fight in the wrong frame of mind. You know, as he says to you on the big interview as well, it was quite enlightening to me because I've known Paul since he was a teenager. And most people who fight fans in this city and certainly fighters in this city know that out of every professional boxer and everyone I've kind of dealt with and had great relationships with, me and Paul have got a weird relationship. You know, we've, we've always been... I don't know, it's quite quite frosty. And and that interview you did with him explained a lot to me that Paul was saying, I don't have negative people around me. I like positive people. I like to that's why he blocks so many people on Twitter. That's why he gets quite a lot of stick off fans, because he's not willing to allow the naysayers into his head. Mm. And that kind of explains quite a lot to me. I'm not ne- I'm not saying I've deliberately ever been negative towards Paul Smith, but obviously in my position as a critic of boxing and mm. boxers. I may have said things. I think oh, he could do, could have done this better, or he could have done that. He could have done it, kind of doing my job, and maybe that's why we've built up this frosty relationship over the years. But believe me, I've been nothing but a Paul Smith supporter, like everyone in this city. And listen, doesn't matter anyway. The guy's fighting for the world title on Saturday night. Pray, I just pray he makes weight because if he, as soon as he tips the scales at twelve stone on Friday. It's game on. I'm mm. telling you, it is game on. And Paul will get, either he will put the kid out or he will get carried out on his shield Saturday night. Mm. That is a given. Well, I've said, I've gone out there, mate. I've said that he's going to do it. And the reason why I think he's going to do it is because I think Zug's going to come in there with the same attitude that Arthur Ebrand did in the first fight between yep. Paul Smith. Blown I think, away. I think he will underestimate yep. him. And Paul, I think, will manage to pull it off at third time of asking. I'm not saying that he's going to rule the super middleweight division for years and years. Even in that chat, he said... Anfield next year is probably where he wants to yeah. call it a day, but he wants that trinket on his on his mantelpiece. Like I said, I don't think he's going to uh, dominate the super middleweight division forever and ever and ever. But timing very similar like Darren Barker. Yeah. Timing is everything. I think he could pull it off this weekend, and hopefully he will do. And we can get him in there, and I can have another picture with the Smith brother with a world <laughs> world title belt. You know how I roll, mate. You know yeah. what I mean? I like that. I like them pictures. Um, now speaking of uh, title fights involving uh, scousers this weekend. Uh, an old pal of yours, uh, John, Johnny Quigley. Yeah, um, little John. He is uh, in action this weekend for uh, uh, at the IBF European Super Featherweight title. He's taking on John O'Carroll. It's a fantastic card. Honestly, it's brilliant. Definitely, see, if you can catch Paul and catch this, because Paddy Barnes and Jamie Connolly is also on this bill. Make sure you have a little bit of a nosy. This one's on Box Nation, whereas Paul's on Sky. Yeah, uh, we're going to oh, be BT. Fi- BT. This one's on. It's on PC Sport. Th- what did I say? 
Box Nation. So same thing, isn't it? Box well, Nation yeah. BT. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. I apologise, my friend, for <laughs> looking at him pedantic here. He's all over. <laughs> you can tell he's a journal, can't you? <laughs> anyway, they're on that channel. Uh, Paul's on the Sky Channel. There's a lot of boxing to consume this weekend involving Scousers. We're going to have Johnny in the studio next to have a little bit of a chat because he's been absent for so long period of time, and we need to yes. get him back in the ring. Let's have a little bit of a chat with him. It's all coming next right here on Radio City Talk. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. John Quigley's in the studio with us. How are you, mate? You're good? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Look at this. He's, uh, he's cool. He's chill. We've got the family in the studio. We've got another one on the way. Listen, he says he's cool and he's chilled and he's relaxed and he's got a smile on his face at this moment in time. We've just been having a little bit of a chat off air, haven't we? We've got little ones in our house, two of them. He's yeah. got one at the moment. There's another one on the way, Nicky boy. He won't be smiling like this in 11 weeks, will he? <laughs> exactly. He ain't going to be like this in 11 weeks. And similar to us as well, it's a little girl on the way, so that's going to be uh, mm. it's going to be a culture shock when she takes over the Quigley household, I'm mm. telling you. Absolutely. So it's a good job that this fight has come uh, before, obviously, the new arrival comes your way. Yeah, it's right. But um, I'm ready for the challenge of having a little girl, like... Something new, isn't it? Mm, mate, it is. It's unbelievably new. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk John O'Carroll this weekend, yeah? Uh, we'll talk uh, IBF, European, super featherweight uh, title straps. Nice to be straight back in the mix where at a, at a title level because I know you were back in October, but before that, blooming heck, mate, we thought that you'd uh, gone on your world travel two years out. Yeah, very inactive. And to be honest with you, it's been a very frustrating uh, two years for me. So to be, to be back... Back in, in like a big fight on, on the Italian now, it's, it's, it's where I think I'll be long and I'm um, going to take my chance. We, we, we talk about frustration quite a lot, don't we? And I'm no doubt you're going to talk about this now, but two years out is a long time, isn't it? For a young lad like yourself, you want to be active, you want to be doing your thing, you must have found that frustrating. It was possibly the, the hardest two years of my life because it was just watching people who, who I turned pro with just progressing and progressing and I was just, I weren't moving. Um, so... That's behind me now, though. So it's all about looking, looking ahead and getting this fight sorted on um, Saturday night. What was the issue there, John? That why was it? Why was it two years out? I know you went to America. It seemed to be like it was going to be a great fifth for you. It was going to be successful, but it didn't quite work out over in the states. Was that down to management? Was it promotion wise or America was? It was per- well, it was perfect over there. The lifestyle was great. Everything was perfect. But we just did a bit of bumping the road over um, negotiations over the contract and we couldn't come to a, an agreement over the contract that they offered me five, a five year contract mm. but was the plan to be out there doing your thing out there rather than over here yeah too right yeah um, but what think, an opportunity that is man because you had about three four fights out there three fights like out yeah, yeah. two in Hollywood and one in South Carolina that sounds good mm-hmm. that crazy. for a lad from Liverpool that sounds good that doesn't it just a yeah. couple out in Hollywood yeah. crazy it was like an um, it was like, it feels like a dream now that I, I was out there, but it was a great experience. I've done um, most of my sparring in the wild card, mm. um, sparred like world champion after world champion every other day, and um, like I say, we, we hit a, a little bump in the road over the negotiations over the contract, so it went to be. Mm. So um, I came back home, and um, when I got back home, I kind of I got a lot of empty promises, as in people were promised me, I was getting promised titles and, and yeah. opportunities, but they never came, so. I kind of I lost arse in, in the boxing because yeah, man. It's just, what am I doing this for? I keep getting let down and let down. So to be honest, I took my eyes off the prize, and um, I ended up not boxing, not going to the gym, not boxing. I ended up getting a normal job. I was working as a labourer on site, and um, so you weren't even taking over with your dad not, or nothing. No, not there was there was no training. I went up, up to thirteen and a half stone. Which is, I was. You were fatter than me, lad! Oh. Jeez! 
I was a mess. I was, I was, I was a mess. All right, all right. Thirty-nine. No. Not that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, not you. Not your mess. <laughs> I was a mess. I was, I was a mess. Both, both. Uh, physically, I look like a mess, and in my head, I wasn't happy yeah. with myself because I knew that's not where I've trained. I've been in the gym since I was six. I knew that's where I went. I didn't belong on a building site. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was so frustrating. And then um, I just uh, thought, this is it now, because obviously I've got the little fella and I've got another one on the way. And I kind of was looking at myself as a quitter. I was thinking, how oh, can I be a good role model for my kids if I've just quit? You know what I mean? So I got myself back in the gym. What was the moment? What was the moment when it goes, right, I need to get on this now? Well, I was in town uh, with the family and um, I bumped into Jazza Dickens. Um, he was fighting. Um, if, you need some, if you need some motivation, Jazz is your man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. He summoned it, summons it from a higher place, does Jazz. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, he's a boss, lad. And t- he, was, he was in town, and um, I bumped into him. I think he, he was training for the Redondo fight, mm-hmm. uh, the first one that got called off. And um, I bumped into him, we shook hands, because we've, we've known each other since we were babies. So um, he said, what are you up to now? And um, I, I just said, not on Jazz, I'm just I'm just a fat labourer now. Because I was, to be honest, I was just I went just a fat labourer. And he was going, no, you're not, you're a world champion. I went, Jazz, I'm not, I don't box no more. You are, trust me, you're a world champion. And um, he said, come come down the gym, come come and, come and have a go. Let me speak to my coaches and see if we can uh, get you in. And um, when, when I seen Paul Steve, I won that. Mm. And since then, just... So that's how the relationship with ERT started, did it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, hey, that's what that's crazy, isn't if it? I, if I don't, if it didn't bump me, if you went on day, your way to Mackey's that day, man, that day's got a triple big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off it, get off, get off the nuggets. Yeah, Come with me, lad. Come to the gym. And since then, I haven't looked back. To be fair, I was just, I was, I was happy to be part of the team again. So yeah. Just like I didn't even have no fight lines up. I was still overweight, but I was going to the shows with the lads, and I felt good to be involved and and a part of the team. And like that, the hunger just came back. You know what I mean? And now mm. I'm, I'm more dedicated and hungry now than I've ever been in my life. Mm. So it's, I'm, I'm hungry close. in a metaphorical way, not obviously them sticking on the pound. Not hungry again. for food. <laughs> <I haven't even laughs> so, so your first fight back with the ERT team that was at Green Bank. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing now to think that you've gone from, you know, two years out fighting in the sports centre. People kind of go on, is Johnny coming back or whatever? Get and rid of the suddenly, rust. Get rid of the rust. Yeah, straight mm. into an IBF European title fight. Kind of like a dream come true. Why, why have you had to almost semi-retire and then come back to finally someone fight you for a belt? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I've been for waiting. those that don't know you, you're only, you're only what, 25, 26? Just 26. Just 26. Keep, keep just. clinging on to it, Sunshine. I'm 36 <laughs> and I have this. I'm just 36. <laughs> oh, I'm 27. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 27. Just. Your, your missus has just reminded you that you just turned 27. <laughs> she got out. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but you're only a young fella. You're only a young guy. Yeah, because I'm um, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, party animal. I, I don't go out and I don't burn a candle at both ends. If I'm not in the gym, I don't relax with the family. So it's not like yeah, I'm 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 putting weight and tear on my body. So yeah, I still feel very young. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, still looking young as well, man. <laughs> nice still one. looking young. But what, exactly what you were just saying there—that is quite a weird situation to be in. Yeah. So obviously, I have that two year out. You have one blowing the uh, blowing the rust off, and like he said, it's kind of like a semi retirement to get back in yeah. at the level that you're coming back in at the weekend. Yeah, that's it's. I wouldn't have it any other way. This is perfect for me. Yeah. It's actually, I'm a huge underdog for this fight, I think because of some of them reasons, because of being an active, some, I think I read an article, someone saying I only had one fight in three years. I don't, I don't know if it's three years exactly, but um, I've only had one fight in three years. Um, he's been more active. He's fought at a higher level. He won the prize fighter. Mm-hmm. I've got to go to his backyard to fight. But that, 
that doesn't phase me, mm. no way, shape, or form. It inspires but, you a little bit. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I, I love it. I'll embrace it. You know what I mean? And um, being in someone else's backyard won't, won't dictate how I feel and, and my game plan or nothing. And we'll see Saturday night. Because if you, if you look at records, similar records, both undefeated, what, 14 and all, something like that. But yeah. if you're looking at actual stoppages, it's you that's got the heavier hands, mate. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, yeah. that's in your favour. Yeah, two right. And I think. The only thing, because people, when I took that time off from boxing, with my style being quite unique, people thought, could he take the time out and still fight the way he does? Yeah. And I can honestly say, nothing's changed. If, if in my eyes, I think I've improved, but I've matured now. Mm. And um, I'm hitting a lot harder, a lot harder. So I think you, you'll see that come fight night as well. I think what we what we had with John, because his style, until unless you've seen Johnny fight, you'll never know what his style is, because it is crazy unique it's unbelievable Southpaws always look good though mate come on the way he does it he's got a wide stance he pot shots lovely he moves really cuts down the ring great but you never know what he's going to throw and he's not even a natural Southpaw you're not a natural Southpaw yeah but you fight left handed I I switch you can switch but I'm naturally orthodox but you, every time I've seen you, you've always started. You actually start fights as a southpaw, so you're not naturally a southpaw fighter. No, I'm not naturally a southpaw. All right, you cocky get. He just likes it to bamboozle people. That one in. But this is the whole thing. This was like you know, it, it got to a stage where it felt like John was like the candy man of the featherweight super featherweight division. No one would dare say his name. You know, he built up this record. He was undefeated. Then he had to go to America to try and get fights because he just couldn't get mm. the fights here. Now he's come back, and obviously they see him. That you know, John O'Carroll's team, the Irish team. Him. They see him as a as a great scalp. Hmm. They realise that he's been inactive. They think they're going to get him at the right time, and they can build a world title assault on the back of this this matchup. But I tell you now, if 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 Johnny is on it, like I know he will be on it. This is this is anything but a one side of the fight. This is a great fight. Both both these guys have got it all to go for. This IBF belt trinket is a keto world title fight, and this is what he's been waiting for. No, absolutely. Um, how important is management? With you because I know that you just signed up with uh, the guys over in Marbet. Well, yeah, now MCK. based in Liverpool. Yeah, with MCK. Um, well, they're leading the way, aren't they? At the yeah, minute, yeah, yeah. Um, management saying they've got the best boxers and they've got the a big stable. So I just uh, and they've got me this fight. So yeah. no, not doing no wrong by. Well, that's it. That's the reason why I was going to ask you that because we we've spoken to many guys. I know that uh, Derry's been connected to them for years and stuff like that, and going out to Marbella and all this and the, the facilities out there. It's like a one stop shop. All you got to concentrate on. Get trained up, get yourself in good nick, fight. That's it. That's it. They'll take care of the rest of it. That's and, it. Well, mate, they've come up with a good straightaway, haven't they? With the uh, with this this weekend. Massive fights, but not just they got that side. They'll sort the fights out. Then I've got Paul Steve in the gym to get me ready, and mm-hmm. then it's just it's, it's just for me on fight night. Then, is so. that why this has come up, John? Because um, John O'Carroll's attached to MTK as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's based in Marbella. Mm. He's training with is he training with Danny Vaughan? Yeah, he's and with Danny Vaughan over and Paddy there. Barnes. And yeah, is he right. is he training with Ryan Fallag at the moment? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a weird narrative that most people won't get onto. Oh, oh you met is yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that. John's former sparring partner or teammate is now Jono's sparring partner teammate for mm. this fight. But the, the reason why John looks so relaxed is, as, as good as Ryan Farag is and as good a lad he is, there ain't anyone that can recreate what John Quigley does. Mm. Nobody fights like him. Mm. Nobody. So really, that's why he's probably laughing now, because he's like, <laughs> it makes no difference to me, because no one can fight like me. No one can recreate what he does in a sparring thing for John O'Carroll. All Ryan Farag can do is go... He's completely unorthodox and you don't know what he's going to do next. I can, I can try and fight Southpaw for you, exactly, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, this weekend, um, you become uh, European champion. What's the next 12 months then got in, uh, in inside your head now? What's the next 12 months? Because in a way, you're playing catch-up, aren't you? Yeah, um, I just want to be active. I just get this fight out the way. Uh, everything goes to plan Saturday night, win, and then straight back in the gym. Obviously, I'll, 
with this, I've got a little girl on the way, so a couple of weeks mm. time I'll have another little girl now, so get settled in, and then I'm ready to go again. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm more nervous about these knife feeds again than yeah, I am this fight. <laughs> Do you know something? It always seems a good idea at the time, don't it, Nate? You have that conversation with your missus, and you go, yeah, go on, we'll have another one, that'll be cool. Yeah. And then you find out it's a girl, and you think, yeah, this is great. And then you get in the reality, bro. You're up there, it's 12 o'clock, it's 3 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock. And then you think to yourself, I've got to go to work now for the rest of the day. Yeah. <sighs> I'm ready. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you might be looking like a young whippersnapper now, bro, but you won't be in, yeah. in a year from now. You'll have a great beard like, like me, and you'll be bald <laughs> like him. <laughs> Listen, yeah, hey, good luck this weekend, mate. Nice Looking forward much. to seeing you back on the TV doing your thing. And this journey over the next 12 to 18 months is going to be something because if you pick this up, God knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Proper it. world title uh, yeah. shots are coming what's your what's way. What's the platform as well? Live on BT Sports. This is what we've been waiting for, John, with your it's career. Nice. This is what it's you've nice. needed to ignite your career. So mm. it's all going to happen Saturday night. No, absolutely. You listen to Radio City Talk. We continue next as we talk about beef between Masher and Derry. Love a little bit of Scouse uh, battle. That's all coming up next. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Back to just two of us now in the studio. Tell you something. He's, uh, never mind, um, uh, John Senior, little one. He, I wouldn't take him on in a fight. He's an handful, isn't he? He's like Tasmanian <laughs> Devil, the little fella. Cracker. <laughs> I love following Johnny on social media because they dressed the little fella up for Halloween, all kinds of costumes. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago, they dressed him up as Edward Scissorhands. He looked amazing. And then another year, they dressed him up as uh, Chucky from the <laughs> Child's Play movies. <laughs> Imagine the little fella dressed up as Chucky. Brilliant. Johnny the Boy Quigley on uh, on Twitter. Go and have a little bit of a nosy at his account. And we wish him all the best this weekend because, as you said, he's got an unorthodox... Uh, approach to uh, um, his fight. His fighting style is what I'm referring to now. It's, it's, it is bizarre. And I think a lot of fight fans will love it because yeah. it is so weird. And his ring walk. And his ring walk. Don't forget well. his ring walk. We never with mentioned his masks. His, he wears masks. In fact, like Danny Garcia comes into the ring with a mask on and all this type of stuff. He does exactly the same thing. So make sure you're checking him out. BT Sports slash Box Nation this weekend. Check him out. And we've also uh, just heard. Uh, from Paul Smith Jr. earlier on in the show, he's going to be on Sky Sports fighting on Tyron Zuger. Now, let's uh, point our attention towards something else when we uh, talk Merseyside boxing. We seem to always talk about Derry Matthews. He's a friend of the show. He's presented the show. He's been on this show. Um, however, Ter- Derry Matthews is uh, retired at this moment in time, isn't he, Nick? He's, a, he's, he's retired, isn't officially, he? Officially retired, yes. He's got his feet up. He's nursing his newborn baby girl is what he's doing. He's looking after his missus after... Uh, after her giving birth and all that type of stuff. However, all it takes is one person to call his name <laughs> and Derry Matthews fancies a fight again. What is it like? Can't put it down, can he? It makes sense, though, you know? It makes sense. Listen, if I was Sean Masher Dodd, Commonwealth lightweight champion, and I've got a date, Prenton Park, Tramia Rovers FC, you know, his home turf, if you like, his big homecoming event. He's never fought in Birkenhead before, you know, certainly at this level. He's got this amazing date waiting for him. Yet they're looking, we're told they're trying to find the right opponent. Do you know what the right opponent is? Mm. It's Dirty Derry Matthews. It's the kid that sells a boatload of tickets exactly. from over the water, mate. Of course it is. You've got the Derry fans from Liverpool. You've got the Masher fans from Birkenhead. It's a very short journey between the two. Honestly, I, th- I think it's, if Steve Wood wants to make money, and let's be honest, he does, that fight's got to be made. Surely. We want to see it. We want to see that fight. I just thought it was a little bit of banter at the start. but then I think, I think Masha did, to be honest. I think Masha thought it was just a bit of banter, but I think Derry thought, aye, 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 opportunity knocks, mm. stadium fight. Listen, 
that he's the type of guy, he's not going to want to go out with a defeat by O'Hara Davis, is he? I know he's said that's it, he's done now. This is back down at lightweight where he's far more comfortable. It ain't that super lightweight. I think he sees Masha as a guy that will make a great fight for him as well. It's not like Masha's going to go on and become undisputed lightweight champion of the world, let's be honest with you. Uh, and I think he, he realises it's a great local derby and a chance to get his boys. He, he loves getting the boys out on the beer. A chance to get Derry to get all his boys back over to Birkenhead and we have a big party. Bit and I think I think day. it would be like a party. Mm, bit of an away day. W- would he make lightweight? Yeah. It, I think the difference here is that, you know, we, we spoke earlier in the show about the uh, potential for Paul Smith, you know, the, how tough it may be. Mm. I hope it isn't. I hope he's doing it easy. But maybe for him to make 12 stone after two and a half years. Listen, Derry fought Luke Campbell in October last year at lightweight for that silver lightweight belt or whatever it was so it's only been six months or so since then yeah because O'Hara was at the higher weight class that was at the higher weight class but listen I don't think it'd be that hard for Delhi to get back down to lightweight no so you reckon it's going to happen I reckon it's going to happen yeah I reckon it's going to happen because it makes economic sense. And I think if you look at Masha's... Do you, do you know what I love when I talk about talk to you about stuff like this, right? You you, you try and, and blag me with some, um, this is the reason, this is the reason, this is the reason. No, you've spoken to Derry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's happening. There you go. There you go. Get excited. It does make economic sense as well, though, for both lads. They'll make well, a listen, few quid Masha's got... There must be half a dozen other potential, you know, strongly recognised top 10, top 15 lightweights in the UK or even in, 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 in Africa if he's going to defend this Commonwealth belt there's a, there's a decent list of guys that he could choose from mm. but none of them are going to sell anywhere near the kind of tickets Derry Matthews would sell at Prenton Park what a derby that is eh? it's unbelievable it's a great fight and he's been you know as we just say he hasn't made lightweight for a year mm. you've got to give the momentum with Masha because he's winning fights Derry's lost his last couple he's officially retired now so is he committed to coming back we don't know these are all the questions that Derry's got to deal with Masha hasn't it, if I was Masha's team I'd be like yes here's the contract sign the dotted line we're all going to Prenton Park. For those that uh, don't know, as well as obviously doing Fight Disciples and doing this with Nick on a, uh, on a weekly basis and other radio programmes that I am involved with are all sport-related, however, apart from one. And, and I took uh, on doing this one particular show just as a little bit of fun because I was given free reign on some 80s music. Love 80s music, can't get enough of it. And at the weekend, I played Dignity. I did. <laughs> it's a sign. I played a little bit of Deacon Blue. I played a little bit of Dignity. And I thought to myself, oh, it'd be great to see Derry do his thing again, wouldn't it? But then I just put it to the back of my mind because I knew that that was a, um, an absolute pipe dream. I know that it won't happen. However, you're coming to work on a Monday morning. <laughs> it's happening, son. There you go. So maybe I was something to do with that voodoo that happened at the weekend, yeah. playing a little bit of Dignity on the radio. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the boxing rather than talking about 80s music. In uh, Last week on our uh, boxing show, I think it was episode 107, uh, you can get that via our website, fightdisciples.com. You said under no circumstances whatsoever would you be paying big money to watch Chris Eubank Jr. and Arthur Abraham on ITV <laughs> pay-per-view. Unless, is what you said, unless your uh, prospect of the year, who is Robbie Davis Jr., will feature on that undercard. Well, guess what? 24 hours after you said it, obviously someone somewhere is listening to our show. ITV. Thank you very ITV much. ITV listening to they, us. They do listen to us because they message us every two minutes when we slag them off. However, <laughs> um, they want Nick's money. That's what they do. They want Nick's money. They don't want him to stream it because they put Robbie Davis Jr. on that undercard. Little stroke of genius. Nick's going to get his 15 quid out and he's going to pay for it, aren't you now, boy? Well, I've got to pay for it now after saying that. After going public and saying the only way I'll pay for it is if Robbie's added to the bill and then you go and add Robbie. I've got to pay for it now so it's just a shame it's not a full world title fight they've said it's going to be a, a next defense of his WBA continental belt but surely yeah. it's a final eliminator like well let's think. talk well, let's talk about him right because he's 15 and 0 he's got 11 KOs he's a, I've gone on record in the past I know he's your prospect of the year 
Jack Catterall's my prospect of the year. Nothing to do with namesakes, I promise you. Um, but he is the best switch hitter in the game that I've seen. Yep. Most natural switch hitter in the game. Uh, Robbie Davis Jr. 15th of July, Eubank uh, undercard is when you're going to see him do his thing on ITV pay-per-view. All right, that aside, let's have a look at him. He's number three with the WBA mm-hmm. uh, super lightweight at this moment in time. Uh, the champion in there is Indongo. Yep. Now, whether uh, Crawford and Indongo get it on for a unification, I don't know. That's We're nowhere nearer to that at this moment in time. Above Robbie Davis, Kirill Relic is probably um, a decent fight for him there, but he's above Burns. He's above quite a lot of decent super lightweights. Yeah. Um, even my own prospect of the year is above uh, Jack Catterall in the, in those rankings. Yeah. Like what you've just said, whoever this is, whoever this is, we don't know who it is at this moment in time, but whoever this is, surely he's one step away from becoming the mandatory challenger in the WBA super lightweight division. Yeah, of course. The, the problem is, as we just spoke about then, the, the, there's only two guys with belts in this weight division, unfortunately. It's not like some of the other weight classes where they're spread about. So, And his chances of getting a fight with Terence Crawford are, uh, you know, are next to impossible, really, because he's the number one in the division. Hopefully... I think Robbie's going 100% down the WBA route, isn't he? He's not, he's not messing yeah, about with WBA and but WBC. I think, I think Ndongo was more than likely going to fight Terence Crawford or Terence Crawford will move up and vacate all those belts which would be the, probably the best thing for mm. the likes of Jack Cattrall and Robbie Davis even Ricky Burns Ricky Burns potentially O'Hara Davis of course yep. you know, there's so much talent in this weight class we, we, we kind of say this every week now it's like oh this weight class is, it's all about the UK this well, is there's four or five legit world title well when we spoke about our prospects of the year Obviously, I went Jack. You went Robbie Davis. We didn't discuss it, and we just nope. picked two kids out from this particular yeah. weight class. But then, when just we, by chance, yeah. But then, when we started talking about it, like what you just said there, Josh Taylor, Owara mm-hmm. Davis, they're fighting each other, and we spoke uh, quite candidly about. Listen, let's see who's the best because they're all from the UK. Let's see who's the best, best in, in the Britain. UK in this particular weight class because this is where the world class talent is. Yeah, and it's starting to happen now, isn't it? Obviously, with Josh and O'Hara fighting each other, it'd be nice if. Jack, Jack Cattrall gets Ford. in that mix because he's talking about Tyrone Nurse, someone like that. Yeah, uh, getting involved with people like that, it'd be good if we um, if we can start to make those um, domestic dust ups happen. Yeah, that'd be to be honest. I'd, I, if I was Robbie Davis, I'd take that fight here. I'd take that fight here on this uh, on this ITV card, on this pay per view card. And are you trying to match up my boy against your boy? Is yeah, of course I am. Do? I want to see your prospect of the year against my prospect of the year to see who's the best prospect of the year. That's what I want to see. The only problem is my prospect is tied to another TV channel, so it yeah, just yeah. might not excuses happen. from it your just prospect. Might, it just might excuses. not happen at this moment in time. Listen, <laughs> politics has got in the way. I think this time. <laughs> However, I'd love to see it, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Jack's on a tour, Robbie's on a tour, let's do it. Let's yeah. see who the best of the boys are. It'd be because, brilliant. And it's good that Josh Taylor and O'Hara Davis are, get, are putting their reputations on the line. Someone's always got to go yeah. in that. They could quite easily have avoided each other and gone down different paths and meet at a different uh, stage for world titles or a decent title. This yeah. is just two lads who want to get Want to prove they're the best to the top level. Of course, want to prove that they're the best right now. Let's do it. Yeah, and again, from a similar vein, it would be amazing if Robbie Davis did fight Jack Cattrall on this card. But maybe if it's not Jack Cattrall, maybe you know, let's see how deep ITV's pockets are. Let's put an offer out there to Ricky Burns and Ricky Burns against against Robbie Davis. So I just hope he gets someone of a level that we can kind of barometer it against because you know I truly believe Robbie Davis is a future world champion 
I, I don't want him to get an opponent that everyone's got to Google, that everyone's got to check box rec for. We want a opponent that we can recognise, that we know that we can draw a real barometer with and go, right, OK, he's now ready for the world title fight. Mm, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But 15th of July, you will see Robbie Davis do his thing. And obviously, he will be singing the King of Wishful Thinking as he makes his way into the ring, which we absolutely love. Uh, now, this final part of uh, today's show, I'm just going to leave this to my colleague because if you were listening to us last week, you know how excited he gets about earlier titles. He's a massive fan of it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I like him. I like him. I don't love him. I'm not going to make an appointment to sit down and watch an area title on Facebook. I'm not going to do that, okay? I've got other things going on in my world. However, my colleague here, who's been doing this for a lot longer than me, um, he loves it. Can't even, he sets a date. His alarm goes off. Oh, let's get in there. Area title. Oh, where is it? It's being streamed live on Facebook. That is what he was doing Friday night. You were getting right in there, weren't you, Sunshine? Because last week you told us about this area title that was happening in Lee. That's right, Lee, a little village outside of Wigan. This is where it was happening. Tell us a little bit more about it because I'm sick of you tagging me in posts on social media to say, here, watch this. Here's a live stream from Lee Sports Village, some shopping centre where two <laughs> lads are whacking the hell out of each other. Go and have a look at this. <laughs> Come on, tell them what happened. I want to tell you what happened. It was uh, listen. I put it out there for everybody to watch as well. I put it out there for. I everybody know you did. To... That's what I'm saying. You were tagging me left, right, and centre. Watch this. Watch that. Put it on this social media site. Put it on this social media site. <laughs> listen, it was a great card from the Lee Sports Village. I uh, I didn't actually head up there. Jane refused to do it as our date night. Mm. But uh, but it was. I did watch it via the stream that I put out there. Um, and there were some good fights on there as well. Some good local wins for like some Matty Fagan and uh, and Luke Willis. Good wins for them. Unfortunately, the main event, the central area, didn't go our way, buddy. It didn't go our way. Anthony Smith, who I said to you, I think was off there that said, Anthony's six and oh, he'll win this. You know, he, he's one of the twenties. You know, this is his opportunity. Yep. He's kind of been inactive, but this is what the opportunity he's been waiting for. This is a stepping stone. He lost on points. Lost on points in a bit of a controversial division decision. Craig Derbyshire. Record four twenty and three, <laughs> pulled off the biggest win of his career. Uh, controversial circumstances in Lee. I'll be honest with you. I'd like to see a rematch, but uh, central area title. It's what. Listen, it's what British boxing was built on, son. Area title fights. You I love them. He loves this, right? He gets he gets all uppity when I say no. Let's get straight to world title level. Let's skip this. Let's skip this. Let's skip this. He goes, nope. We do an area. Then we move on to English. Yep. Then we move on to British. Yep. Then we move on to Commonwealth. Commonwealth. <laughs> then we move on to European stepping stones. You love it, don't you? When someone's yep. got all them trinkets. That's what it's all about. Look That's what that. it's all about. Collecting belts. He actually prefers to watch an area title and an English title over a world title. Don't you? Well, I prefer to watch a cent- an area title over a world international or common, you know what I mean? One of those like WBA, silver, intercontinental, European belt things which they make up. I'd rather see someone win a Midlands area title than that. Who's the cock of my street type? Exactly. Cock of my street, cock of my town, cock of my country, <laughs> cock of Europe, <laughs> cock of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a name for a show, that. We should do that, shouldn't we? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to us today. Um, if you want that Paul Smith Jr. interview in full, it's over an hour. 
more than welcome to go and download it from our website, fightdisciples.com. We wish him all the best this weekend against Tyron Juger. Uh, I'm sure you appreciate uh, John O'Cowell, uh, Johnny Cowell, uh, Johnny Quigley coming into the studio. He's, t- he's taking on John O'Carroll uh, this weekend in uh, in Ireland, which you can catch on BT Sport. He was a top class geezer in the studio. You heard him a little earlier on. We wish him all the best with his European uh, uh, super featherweight strap this uh, this weekend. Uh, and if you don't subscribe to us, please do so because you'll be thinking to yourself, well, hang on a minute, all you've done is talk about Merseyside boxing. Well, that's what this show is. Mm-hmm. We do Merseyside boxing on this one tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. It's on the rematch. That's it. It's Ward Kovalev part two. That's round what 13 is what it is. It's round 13. Let's hope it picks up from where it left off, all right? Uh, so get stuck into that on our website, fightdisciples.com. We will be talking about the most anticipated rematch since uh, McGregor Diaz part two, would you say? Probably, yeah. Right up there. Anyway, go and get it. It's fightdisciples.com. We will catch you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.